the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Garden in South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Blake, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. We're live at Milberger's at 1604 and Bulverde Road. And we uh, uh, it's the last couple days of the big anniversary uh, celebration here at Milberger's with lots of things on sale. So... You can go to millburgernursery.com or you can uh, just come on out here and check out the savings and, and uh, just kind of have a hodgepodge of stuff to find. Uh, but, yep, uh, we encourage you to come on out and say hello. And uh, When does it get over? Uh, it's uh, officially over on, uh, I guess, the last day is Monday. Monday. Okay. There will be more sale items come Wednesday, but this is the big anniversary celebration. So uh, got a lot of good stuff. Yes, they do. All right, again, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, 866-308-8867. It's fun to drive around town. All the mountain laurels seem to be in bloom. We can smell them in our backyard from other neighbors and stuff. We have two, but ours are in the shade and don't bloom too well. <laughs> mountain laurel? Yeah. But do they bloom at all? Did they yeah, have a they, few blooms they have on? a few blooms on them, yeah. Oh, okay. That means they didn't freeze off. Oh, okay. Hello. Hello, Breaker Breaker. There you go. I got Am you. Am I on uh, better? You're, you're much better now. As, speaking of blooming, uh, yeah. we, were, we were walking from the back to save all the parking lots and parking in the front for the customers. And I've been noticing as I was walking up, I walked by uh, Red Butts. Yeah. And there's one variety, or one selection of red bud that's in f- solid full bloom. Yeah. And the other red bud that they're selling is just beginning to bloom. So I'm wondering, and I should have stopped by to see the see the what variety it was. I bet that's uh, Texas or Oklahoma red bud. Is the one that's getting ready, or the one that's blooming? The one that's blooming. And what is that in front of us? Is that a red bud? Yeah. Okay. And that's that's the way <laughs> the one that's not blooming is. Oh. I wonder. Uh, there may be a price difference. I, like I said, I didn't didn't stop, but uh, that one is in full bloom. And I think I'll, I think uh, I think a lot of it is uh, even in the wholesale situation. It's the environment where where they're. Yeah. Before the got here at the retail nursery, they were in a yeah. Um, because uh, in my neighborhood, the all the 
varieties are are blooming. Is that right? Yeah. Now there, the not too many Easterns. Uh, well, I don't know of any <laughs> Eastern that have survived, but the Mexican and the Texan varieties are all blooming. Whether they're sure pretty though. It matter which one they're. Yeah. Are. I was looking to see if they were on sale, but uh, they're not on the no. in the sale item. Uh, also, as I was walking up, yeah, <laughs> I, I was looking to see if they still had my favorite black bear, Kiowa, like the Indian tribe. And I was looking, looking, looking <laughs> uh, on the on the way up and toward the bottom of the hill. The first, uh, first, uh, first. Hi. First plants are, are on the radio. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you wanna Did you want to ask your question on the air? Just about Here, grab, grab that mic. You'll be on the air. These okay. guys will be able to hear you. What's going on? Yes, I just wanted to find out about planting a mountain laurel. Uh, how deep of a hole for, let's say, a five-gallon little clump of three? Same as it's in the container. Same as the container. Okay. Yeah. And not a lot of water. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, wa- water at I mean water at the beginning for sure. Right. Wa- Water as long as it drains well. Okay. All right. That's all I really need to know. Yeah. So this first this first summer would be, you know, you might be watering it uh, once a week. Okay. Uh, uh, until it actually starts growing, and then you get an indication. And better in full sun. Oh, it's got yeah. Okay. It's got to be in full sun. You okay. know, you know they're on sale. That's not gonna. I already bought three of them today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you know how much he paid for those, Milton? I hope he paid the sale price. A hundred dollars. Oh, for three? Set, three, yeah. five gallon, hundred bucks. Oh, that's, that's a great deal. deal. It is. Yeah. And then I wanted a bigger one, but they've got like a fifteen gallon for like five hundred dollars. Uh, okay. I think you I'll did wait. Right. You did <laughs> did right. Thank you very that's much. A smaller <laughs> hole to dig anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All, All right. right. Bye bye. Thanks. Cool. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Look at this big guy. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> dog. Oh lord. Uh, I'll bet that dog weighs as much as she does. <laughs> the the looking at the Texas Mountain Laurels on sale, five gallon. That's a pretty good size. Originally priced thirty nine ninety nine. It's almost forty dollars. Yeah, so if you come, bring forty dollars. Uh, <laughs> on sale for thirty eight eighty eight. Uh huh. So that's a few dollars saving or three like he got for a hundred dollars yeah we nah. just did you send that guy up here to talk about uh, their mountain laurel sale uh <laughs> no, it just happened naturally i guess so trace uh, is up here with us the now. need, the need might deal. be the one time i get up here today <laughs> <laughs> the need deal is uh, uh he he bought the small ones rather than number five a big one i found the small ones because most every growing operation has no little ones oh okay but uh, because of our soil or lack thereof, part of the small ones are pro- I say small, five gallon. Number are, five. Are, are probably <laughs> are probably a be- better deal because they get established easier. Now Trace can remember back in the old days, back when he was just a wee child, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> the nurseries didn't sell mountain lawn. Only the lo- people that would go out and dig them, and uh, dig them, and and they, they'd have to let them sit, even after they they did a good job of digging them, because about what fifty percent of them would die. Probably more than that. 
More than that? Yeah. Okay. And uh, <laughs> and one of the main reasons that people we didn't grow them is because uh, people said that you couldn't grow a mountain laurel in a container. And I th- I think well they uh, couldn't they couldn't get the seed to germinate regularly, if I remember correctly. Well. So, so a one-gallon mountain laurel back then cost as much as a one-gallon mountain laurel now. Is that right? But they would, uh, once they figured out the acid yeah. on the seed, 15 minutes. Instead, of, uh, instead of getting like 15 or 20% to come up, they got 99% to come right. up, which and dropped so, you know, better success rate. The price got better. Yeah. I guess nobody digs them anymore, right? Yeah, there's yeah we do oh, a, we do diggers? a few bald and burlap. Uh, they come they come out of a more sandy situation. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I've got two back there that are bald and burlap. Okay. Good size, probably eight ten feet. But this this makes them available to everybody. I mean, it's a reasonable price. They a uh, fast grower or slow grower? Slow grower. Slow. Well, yeah. not well. as slow as we <laughs> used to think. Yeah, well. if you fertilize them and take care of them uh, they so grow pretty fast milton i planted one it was about a foot foot and a half tall when my daughter was five. Oh, yeah it, it is now uh 20 feet <laughs> and she is now 29 all okay. right <laughs> if that gives you any inclination of speed yeah and i gave my mother-in-law some bless her soul she's passed milton every story did you feed her uh, the seed or something? What, what is the mountain laurel story with that's her? That's close. I planted them around her back. She had a little, little uh, patio home or something. So I planted them so she could see the blooms in the spring. Little did I know that the seed was poisonous. And little did I know that her doggy would go out and eat the seed. Oh, no. And she would. Uh, they would take the dog to the vet, of course. Get his stomach pumped for about uh, three hundred dollars. He's a small dog, and uh, and I'm gonna assume that was like thirty years ago. Uh, on top of all that, it, yeah, so yeah, that's like a thousand dollars now. Mm. Is it really? Well, I don't know. I'm just taking a <laughs> inflation on everything else. It's probably definitely over five hundred, probably. But uh, you know, those are hallucinogens. Hallucinogens. Those beans. If you, the Indians used to make a, a what is it they it's call a mescal it? Mescal or mescal, yeah, mescal. And so uh, we kept wondering why that little dog kept eating those berries. <laughs> it made him feel good. And I, like I told the person, I said, if if I was that dog and I had to, I had to live with my mother-in-law, <sighs> I'd be out there eating them berry beans with that dog. <laughs> And two one zero three zero eight. And somebody sent him several packages yeah. of the baby, yeah. yeah, trying to accommodate him. Said M and M's. Go ahead and. Paul always said that you you carried some of those seeds to, for good luck. Well, yeah. When we were all kids, I'm That's sure right. we all rubbed them on cement, got them hot, and there touched you go. your brother or your friend. Oh, okay. You didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had a guy walk up one time to the radio show and said uh, said he he was a grandpa and he was showing his kid how to do that. Well, you know how children are. He's going to carry that to school. 
and and uh, show his friends. So he got in trouble with that when he, when he burned his friends. And then he also got in trouble when they found out that was a hallucinogen. Yeah. So Grandpa almost got him expelled. <laughs> oh, that's a sweet story. Yeah, yeah it is a sweet story. Uh, Trace, what's going on? Help us here. I'm, I'm just wondering if he was the Grandpa. Uh, oh. No, no, one me, one okay. me. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, so that would have been a much better story, though. <laughs> what's uh, what's coming up next week? Anything exciting? Uh, I yeah. bet you couldn't buy any new tomatoes this week. You'd be wrong. No, really? They have? Well, let me rephrase that. Never doubt Trace. They have to be shipped. Oh. But theoretically, I probably first in line, so I should get some tomatoes. Okay, great. More peppers and tomatoes, because we are approaching that cutoff line on the tomatoes. Oh, in terms yeah. of getting them and when you should plant them? Correct. Did they, uh, are they in four and a half inch, yes. the tomatoes? Well, no the- theoretically in no gallons. I can't believe you doubted Trace. <laughs> well, I doubted <laughs> They that. still have to the materialize. Producer. <laughs> they still have to materialize. Uh, <laughs> and if, but if they play fair, my order should be in first, and I should get almost everything. Great. If they I don't hope so. play, if they divvy it all up, then I don't know what I'm going to get. Uh. <laughs> you still got a lot of... They seem to be popular. Four and a half inch <laughs> tomatoes out so there. we went from the two tables of tomatoes, two and a half tables of tomatoes yesterday to one table. Yeah. yeah. Peppers went from two tables to one table. <laughs> did you get the Japanese pepper? Uh, I know. Theoretically, I, you theoretically were... Theoretically, I did, and I bet it's already gone. Oh, yeah. Calvin didn't see it yesterday, so we didn't know. But yeah. I remember you talked about it. He said there were a lot of... Uh, Peppers, yeah, but those large four and a half, the four and a half inch on the table, uh, some four inch, some four inch, some four and a half inch. But they're the right varieties and they're uh, the good large plants. And Calvin was talking in his uh, column the other day, uh, yesterday, (laughs) about uh, potting and potting them up, and that would be a perfect size to pot those up. And uh, I was saying, well, it's been 90 degree uh, hot, and people are going to want to put them straight in the soil, which is fine. But remember, once you when you plant them in the soil, you got to be ready to uh, protect them from hail and high winds. Now it's not going to hail. <laughs> that's that's like what's in the hill country. Words? <laughs> it's not going to hail. In the hill country, fighting words. That's the word. I was oh, okay. For. Fighting words. In the hill country, I used to go up there and uh, in late March, early April, and give garden talks. And I told them about that grow web and to cover cover the plants with uh, for from hail and wind. And inevitably, within two weeks of me being up there, they'd be calling. People would be calling and say. Can I replant my tomatoes now? They held out. They got killed by the oh. hail. And I said, what did I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> what so there's never enough you? time to listen to you the first time, but there is enough time to listen to you the second. <laughs> yeah. And I was telling them about that you're out of packages of the GrowWeb product, but you're selling it off the road. And that's, no, that's, still, the, that's still the thick one. It's not, oh. the, it's not the one that we... Outside on the road? Yeah, that's the thick one. Okay. I've been trying to get the thin one, but I haven't gotten the thin one. Okay. 
I do have that little well, plastic mesh that works though. Yeah. That'll keep the I, wind off and yeah. and keep that. I guess off too. if worst comes to worst, you could use a thick one. It just cut down on the. It would be cut down on the insect invasion, and it would cut down on the wind, and it would be a good protection from the hail. Uh, how do you remember off top of your head how how much that uh, you sell off that roll? Do you sell it by the yard? We sell it, we sell it by the running foot, and I don't remember the price off. Oh, top okay, of okay. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867 and toll free it's 866-308-8867 hey uh, just real quick talk to you about deck and patio care by barry hagen barry hagendorf uh, if you're out there spending time on the deck this summer go ahead and uh, notice how that deck looks and if you want it to look bright like it did when it was new you call barry at 210-822-9147 barry's been doing this since 1986 he knows what he's doing he's considered san antonio's expert in uh well in deck sealing and staining and making them look new again plus patios go to deckandpatiocare.com to see the uh, gallery of pictures that's deckandpatiocare.com and you can see uh, how great your deck can look as barry says it really can look new again 210-822-9147 or deckandpatiocare.com 210-308-8867 is our number 210 210- 308-8867. Let's take a quick break so when Trace comes back, uh, he'll have time to talk. <laughs> back in a moment on 9.30 a.m., this is The Answer. Burgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Toll free. Really? 866-308-8867. Like you say, I don't believe you. Oh, I meant to ask Trace. When Trace comes back, we're going to ask him how many many customers write checks still. No. Since we were talking about that yesterday. Well, what what brought that to mind? Me, looking at me? Yeah, uh, looking at you and, and your checks and uh, picturing you at the line of HEB and then trying to look <laughs> and then picturing the people behind you. Yeah, Jer- some, some Jeremy who, won't allow me to go to HEB. Yeah. 10% of those people behind you are sympathetic and get it, and 90% are like, what is that? Uh, what is he doing? <laughs> All right. Except us old people as, Mel- that's, that's as uh, Jeremy says. Yeah. <laughs> You're an old, I you're miss, an old guy. Yeah, I, it it it's weird. It took me a while to uh, to get to the comfortable with debit cards. It was like, no. <laughs> I don't know about this. I don't know. And then Laura, Laura just finally kept slugging me and said, "Just do it. Everybody's doing this now. Come on." So yeah, I'm on debit cards. Debit now. cards rather than just credit cards. I know, no, rather than a check. Oh, rather. Than I was I was a holdout for checks too. So I, I'm. Partly sympathetic, but I've been there where that line just, you can feel the knives <laughs> being pushed into your... I, f- I feel that I have, behind you. I have to have to conserve that uh Oh, that this is tradition. more of a historic, this is a preservation yeah. hack. Okay. Uh, all, us, yeah. We, all of us check writers should form a union or you something. You should. You should all get <laughs> well, together. You won't need a very big uh, no, building yeah, you're for gonna your meetings. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. You should do a video on how to write a check. <laughs> yeah, I bet a, a lot of kids don't know. How yeah, to write you should do that. <laughs> That's why they watch me so intensely when I what write a doing? check at CBS. Um, All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Another thing, while I was walking up from the back, uh, I was looking for my. Did I, me- I mentioned I was looking for my Kiowa blackberries? Yeah. yeah. Did I say that? Yes, you did. Well, But I didn't finish it, did I? Uh, you think you went off on a rant. Uh, <laughs> you had a little tangent there that you just you took it. A, it took can, a, I can do that sometimes. You, you got off the exit and uh, went over to the <laughs> filling station, and uh, and now we're back on the highway? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, I was looking for the blackberries, looking for my Kiowa. Kiowa? Kiowa. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, Lord and mercy, uh, the the first group of uh, plants there that we saw was was Natchez, the thornless one. Uh huh. And they had very small, sickly bloom uh, leaves popping out, just little bitty ones. And then I got down to one uh, plant that had. Yes. Did you have a question? No. Did you want to ask it on the air? You want to be on the show with us? Come on. It's you easy. Can do it. get, get the mic and be on the air. What's your question? And you're stopping Jerry from telling his story. Sure. He's been yeah, trying again. to tell you. Thank you. Go, yeah. No, you're okay. You're on the air. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I planted a rose last year, and it has gone dormant. Uh, I don't see any leaves sprouting for this year. What should I be doing? Well, well, is it is the stems look alive? Uh, they do. Yes, they're green. Uh, it's been cold. You don't remember which rose it was, the the variety. I don't remember the variety. Okay, what color was it? It was yellow. Oh, did you buy it here? Mm, it's okay if you did. No, it been. wasn't. Okay, okay, get out. <laughs> well, we thought, we thought maybe it was Grandma's yellow. No, you're okay. Uh, so, what should he do? We don't. We don't answer questions. Uh, we do too. Most most of the roses are showing some leaf leaf growth. Uh, but Jer- at least Jerry, the buds are yeah. swelling. Little buds. Uh, one of the 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 issues is we've had that those two February freezes, yeah. but the roses haven't really been affected by. It. Did they? And is there a chance they dried out or anything? So Uh-oh. I have three roses in a row, um, a multicolored, I should say, and a pink, white shaded. That's coming out well. The dark yellow is coming out well. The middle one, which is a light yellow, even though the stem is green, there are some green leaves on it, but it's not sprouting, not budding the way the other uh, two are. Well. Um, just make sure it's w- well watered. It should recover, um, but you gotta ma- you gotta make sure that uh, it gets watered. Sounds, I, I suspect if you did a little digging by it, that you it'd be kind of dry in there. I should have a look. I should admit, yeah, I haven't been watering them the way I should. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, if they're relatively it's new, okay. new roses. Yeah, you're in good company. <laughs> I thought I thought there's enough. There wasn't enough rain this year. Uh, really? Yeah, there wasn't <laughs> What about rain. those four tenths and three tenths that we've been getting? 
just right after he another. Gets, he gets angry with me when I read the forecast and I say 50% chance of rain, two tenths of an inch. Shut up. Nothing. I'll tell you. We shouldn't be at this time of the year level one uh, drought conditions. Yeah, I think you're right. right. Yeah. But if you you've got some leaves on it, green stems, they, it's the, okay. the roses should yeah. recover. Yeah. Should I be putting the ro- uh, the fertilizer? Um, or it's too early. If it, to well, born? no. If it, the fertilizer would be great if it, if they're growing vigorously, but don't not don't put fertilizer on that one yet until it, okay. until it's got some real growth. Fine. And, and what did we learn from this? What you a need, well. You need to get your roses from, <laughs> from Milberg. <laughs> and not from the yellow or the blue stores. Right. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> or, or the orange ones. Yes. Wow. All right. Be, good luck. Pretty good. That's a good way to do it without telling. Very good. You've done Thank this you. before. Thanks, man. Good luck Thanks with that. Thanks for coming by. All right. So I wonder if his, the yellow rose was fragrant. We should have asked. <laughs> Could he have gotten a Seguin somewhere? No. Okay. That I miss long Se- gone. That's, that's I miss Seguin. <laughs> Seguin or Nacogdoches? It's kind of Nacogdoches is It's kind of ironic. Uh, I think of that that because roses we think of being tender and taking a lot of nursing, but they that cold weather hasn't phased them a bit. They just went. Well, you remember through. those the roses? Uh, they they developed roses for the north that would take extreme yeah. cold. Oh, and. Uh, I forget the guy's name. I think he's passed, Milton. But uh, <laughs> developed some roses for the north. Hey, we got John on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, John. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, real good. I've got two uh, this, uh, questions. Uh, one of them is uh, when should you uh, start fertilizing the pecan, the peach, pear, and plum trees? Oh, my goodness. But the pecans or the plum trees? Pecan, peach, pear. Oh, which ones again? Pecan? Pecan, peach, pear, and plum, and fig. Fig also. When should you start your spring fertilizing? They're all different. The uh, plums and the peaches, we generally don't fertilize them in the spring unless they uh, they didn't grow enough if they you know if they didn't put it in, eight to ten inches or new growth yeah yeah if they haven't put on they, eight to ten inches then you can go and go ahead well, and last, get the fertilizer last, last year they grew about uh four or five feet well then they probably have enough and they're young right well about five years old okay they haven't had nuts yet right Oh, wait, I'm, I'm talking about the uh, plum. Oh, the, oh. Uh, the pecan, oh. they're about 30, 35 years old. Oh, okay. Uh, generally, they they, they uh, put down, when they first start growth, uh, of course, if you use a, a slow-release fertilizer like 19.59, which That's happens what I use. to be on sale. Okay. That's what I use. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, it, it uh, you can do that anytime around pecans. Now we used to talk about <laughs> using ammonium sulfate or nitrate. We originally started using ammonium nitrate until they started making bombs out of it. Yeah, 
And so now <laughs> you have to, <laughs> after you, they recommend using ammonium sulfate, uh, nitrogen only. But I always wondered why pecans were different than every other plant that needs uh, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. And so the uh, after about uh, 40 years, A&M did some studies that said you should use a balanced fertilizer, or 19.59 slow-release um, uh, that contains nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. Okay. So, uh, and you put you could put that all around the, around the outside of the tree, not near the trunk, but uh, uh, under the drip line of the tree, out of where the branch is in. And uh, you can do that any time. Some people talk about uh, using tree spikes. That's a no-no. Uh, not ec economical or effective. Uh, also, uh, they talk about uh, digging holes, you know, punching holes all around the drip line of the pecan tree and filling those holes up with pecan. I mean, with with uh, <laughs> nitrogen. But uh, you'll do all right. Just spread it around, uh, broadcast it around the tree, out around the drip line, and about three feet out from the drip line. And uh, you'll hit most hit most of the uh, uh, feeder roots. Yeah, what about a, uh, a, a cup per... Uh, Inch of diameter is is great, and spread it out. The roots are out there, ab <laughs> mi miles away from the <laughs> trunk, so you yeah. can spread it. You can spread it out there. But your uh, peaches and plums, if they're if they're they're sounds like they're already growing well, so you don't have to do any more uh, supplementary. Uh, well, when would I fertilize it? Well, you. You fertilize. You would fertilize them when they need it, but uh, you you would fertilize a, a little bit. Uh, you could fertilize a little bit in the fall, and you, if if the the growth is not there, you would fertilize in the spring too. Yeah, the new okay. growth. Alrighty. Okay. Okay. Thanks. I got another question. You have time. Quick, quick. Make it quick. Uh, well, it's going to be uh, long. Let's wait for the break uh, if you want to. But uh, uh, I got three uh, miho, fijo, and they're not producing at all, and I'm wondering if I can graft them. Should I Should I graft them, and when should I graft them? You got three satsumas, and they're not producing at all? Right. They're not They're not uh, uh, having bloom. And then I got one. Then I got one that has uh, thorns on it that... Uh, uh -oh. I bought from the rodeo. I bought from the rodeo, <laughs> and it's not producing at all either. So I'm, I'm thinking about cutting the whole darn thing down and starting all over again. Well, now, how did they fare in that uh, the freezes? They all did good. They all did. Uh, I, I wrapped them good, and I had the one in a in a cold frame, and uh, they uh, never lost their leaves. They all did good there. They have beautiful leaves. Are they? Are they? Uh... In the shade or close to the house or something like that? No, no, there's uh, all three of them are in full sun. 
And what do the leaves look like on the one with the thorns? Uh, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, they, they, grew, they grew like mad last winter and the winter before last. It grew the, uh, the stalk, the uh, limbs grew like three or four or five feet. Huh, but well, no, but no blossoms. Yeah, that doesn't, it makes me suspicious that it's uh, not the, not the desirable the top. Yeah. Sour. yeah, that's why I asked what the leaves look like, if they look well, different from the other. It, because. If that's a sour orange, when could I graft it? When? And how do I do it? Well, probably is in there, Stefan. Yeah, plant answer? answers. Yeah, that's going to be your easy. Uh, under propagation, open the front, uh, the front page and uh, go to uh, the topics of uh, propagation. And it'll tell you how to uh, bud uh, citrus. But, but is now the time? Uh, yeah, well, a lot of people bud citrus in the, in the fall, but, uh, if you, if you got, uh, they say if the bark is slipping, uh, which usually happens after they have some, a few leaves up, and you, you'll make the T, a T, inverted T cut on it. It, it shows it on the plant answer. And then take a bud off of a desirable plant and uh, slip it in, slip it in that uh, tea that you made. Alrighty. And it'll show you how to wrap it. Okay. Thank you, John. Okay. Good luck. Thank you, you take bye. care. All right, Tom is too? on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Tom. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing great, doing great. Hey, I have a quick question about <clears throat> citrus as well. I've got a, uh, I bought a variety of citrus trees earlier, well, last fall, and I just planted them about a month and a half ago. Good. And I've got um, a lot of, like the grapefruit tree I've got has some fruit that is set and a lot of blossoms. And of course, these are newly planted trees, so the grapefruit tree is about three foot tall, a little bit, a little bit bushy. And then the orange, the mandarins that I bought are uh, starting to bloom as well. And I guess my question, I don't know if it applies to both, uh, to both of these types or not, is how much do I need to trim the fruit back completely for the first couple of years, or what can the tree sustain? What kind of, what, what's the name of the mandarin? Uh, the mandarin... They're called Dancy. Oh, Dancy? Yeah, the tangerines. Okay. Uh, well, have they set fruit yet? In other words, well, they, they are. No, they are. The blooms are just starting to open on the. I have two of those. The blooms are just opening on those, and I assume. I mean, there's a lot of blooms on them. Okay, wait and see how many little BB-sized fruit uh, that they have produced, and yeah. if they produce a lot. Uh, I'm talking about hundreds. <laughs> uh, thin them down to about uh, to 20% of them are left, whatever that okay, might so, be. 
And the thinning, the thinning, uh, the thinning can be done by the buds. You don't have to cut off the. It sounded like you were c- cutting off stems and things, to save yeah. all the. Yeah. Save the stems. The wood, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. And the grapefruit is the one that's set fruit already. Oh, okay. Yeah, there. Uh, has it got a lot per stem? Well, I mean, one lo- one branch has probably got uh, ten little grapefruit. You know pea-sized grapefruit on it. And the oh. rest of the tree loaded with blossoms. Okay. So I just thought, well, if I've got to start, you know, thinning this out to, eight, you know, cutting out 80% of it, of course, you know, there's no point in letting the, I don't know what the optimum time is. Is it let the blooms bloom? The blossoms no, bloom? Yeah, I- let, let the blooms bloom and uh, wait till the fruit gets about marble size and then uh, go ahead and See how many fruits on the tree, and then take 20% off of the entire, uh, I mean, leave 20% of the fruit on the tree. Okay, and that's assuming it's a loaded down with a lot of fruit. If there's right. only, and if spread there's a dozen, out, so you, yeah. yeah don't don't, don't fruit, leave a lot of them on one branch, yeah. otherwise yeah. you're going to yeah. break that branch. But you can yeah. leave, you can leave a larger number on one side of the tree. If one side of the tree doesn't have any fruit on it and the other side of the tree does have fruit on it, then uh, you'll want to get your leave your 20% on the side that obviously has the, has the fruit. Right. Okay. All right. Sounds real good. I don't know. Okay. Can, can I expect to get some edible fruit off of these this year? Oh, yeah. Big time. Oh, great. As long as you're watering right. and fertilizing. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it already. So they, Thanks they, a lot, guys. If I remember correctly, David's rule of thumb. Uh-oh. You already said, uh-oh. Was <laughs> 44 leaves for one fruit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll yeah. give it a try. Did you, hear, did, did you hear that about the fertilization and the watering? Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be. Yeah, the the watering, especially, they're going to be real sensitive as we get into the warm weather when they get a lot of fruit. But uh, yeah, but they're all they all respond really well if you can keep them watered and fertilizer. What are they? Are they in the ground or are they in the canal? Yeah, yeah. You just planted them. Now, in the these, ground. Yeah, these are all in the ground. Okay. So and uh, they're to re- replace trees that were lost at the free, in the freeze and I just thought, I thought I'd be waiting a few years to get any fruit off of them. <laughs> no, no. So, no. They're machines. Boys. Yeah, you might, you, yeah. if you, you might want to invest in some uh, Osmocote plus okay. fertilizer. Yeah, alrighty. And, uh, and use copious amounts around the base of the plant. I mean, Sounds so real good. You, you know. right. Okay. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, I'm at the point. I'm at the point where the money is no object if I'm going to get some production off of them. There you go. <laughs> oh well, well, just a minute. We'll no, give you some addresses. Yeah, you uh, need to tell Al yeah. that when you called in. We have much more. Oh man. Uh, no. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Thanks. Take care. Bye bye. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Before we go to break, talk to you about Second Nature Compost Soil and Mulch right there on Nelson Road in San Antonio on the uh, uh, southwest part of town. Uh, go by and visit them. Uh, they're open Monday through Friday from uh, nine t- from eight o'clock till five o'clock. 
uh, or you can have them delivered. And you go to the website, you can check out, you know, if you've got a big project or you're going to be doing some mulching for the summer because of the water or you're going to be doing some composting on your yard, uh, they, they've got some great products over there for you. They can deliver it. They're happy to do that, or you can pick it up by yourself. There's even a project manager on there so you know exactly how much to buy. That's txcompost.com and the company here in San Antonio. Uh, you may not have heard of them because uh, they've just recently started, but these guys have been uh, in the business for a while. They've just gotten together and started their own company. Second Nature uh, is the name of the company, Second Nature Compost Soil and Mulch, txcompost.com. We're going to take a quick break and be back in a moment, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We're in a moment on 930 a.m., the answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas. Going to get to uh, Rodney's question in just a second, but I want to remind you again also about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. You've got those bugs, you've got those creepy crawlers in the house, you want to get rid of them. The place to call is Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Go to go to the website and check them out. Go SpiderManPest.com. You'll learn about specials. Uh, but these guys look at your problem holistically. So not only what is where you can see the problem, but maybe what's behind the scenes causing the problem. Because oftentimes what happens is you get somebody to come treat. They do so. And then two weeks later, you're calling the treat again. And that's not what Spider-Man wants. He wants success as soon as possible. So he's going to say, you know, they're getting in through here. At Jerry's house, it might be, you know, maybe you could pick up some of these scraps on the floor. <laughs> well, and you got to shut the door sometimes. I, yeah. I feed those roaches. I know, but that may be the problem if you don't want them. That's what I've t- told people. Yeah. All right. They're fussing about roaches. Quit dropping stuff on the floor. There you go. Or he may tell you that you've got a weep hole that's a problem. Uh, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721. 256 3721 or easy online at GoSpiderManPest.com. And you can see all their great Google reviews, too. They get some great Google reviews. Yeah, and remember, he has the good stuff. We have Rodney on the line, I believe, at <laughs> 210-308-8867. Hey, Rodney, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Getting a lot of your type of questions today. Yes, well, thank you for taking my call. Uh I uh, have a satsuma question. Uh, I have a satsuma that's about 12 to 15 feet tall. Uh, it lost all its leaves during the freeze uh, a year ago, uh, but it leafed out in the spring, and it still looks great as far as leaves go, but no buds. Is this going to become a yeah, that's uh, probably, tree again? That's probably because of the cold. Now, did it? Did it you lose uh, mature wood, or did it send up a sprout from the bottom? It uh, no, it 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 it's mature wood. It's it's like a real it's real tall. wood. Yeah, yeah uh, it's a tall tree. Yeah, I would imagine that uh, most of the buds got uh, frozen off, so it'll probably skip a year. Did you have a big okay. fruit, fruit crop last year? Uh, before the freeze, yes. It's uh, been the most productive uh, tree in the, been the most productive tree I've probably ever owned. Okay. 
Well, uh, I imagine it, it either produ it produced a lot of fruit last year, or it got uh, it lost its uh, foliage. I mean, lost its fruit buds last year. Okay. After the freeze, but it'll it that'll give the tree a rest if it's leafed out and looks good, and uh, next year will be a bumper year. Okay, well, great. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but the the buds are what da were damaged, probably. Mm-hmm. Just and, a good time to fertilize it. Oh yeah, well well yeah. Uh, February. We usually think about February and March. Yeah, don't wait any longer. So use a slow okay. release. You use a uh, slow release fertilizer, and uh, put it around. Put it around the base and uh, under the under the tree and out toward the root zone. Out, out okay. toward the leaf, the drip zone. Drip line. Drip line. All right. Thanks, All right. Rodney. Okay, well, thank you for the, the answers. Okay, keep All the right. faith. It'll well, work out. Jerry's on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Jerry. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good. I'm just wondering. I tried to pull all the clover in the front lawn, but that's not so good to do. Is it, is it weed be gone? You can spray on it to kill a clover? It, it would, although that one requires a temperature window of 60 to 90 degrees. And, and they changed the name, by the way. It's called Weed Clear. Um, weed Clear. The, okay. the right answer is going to be weed-free zone if you're doing it quickly. That one needs a 40 to 85-degree window. Much more likely you're going to make that one work with the current weather than you are the other one. Yeah, that that's okay. the one I use. And uh, it really works good on that stupid bed straw. Well, and, uh, uh, I never noticed bed straw, just clover. Yeah, your, your, your plant is probably oxalis. Yeah, yeah that's right. that's going to be your best bet. Down. Yeah, that that's, needs to be done pretty quick. So uh, once we start oh, getting above 80, know. once we get above 85 degrees, you can't use that one anymore. Okay, which is the one when you get it gets over 85? Well, then you still have a 60 to 90 degree window. So some years okay. you'll wake up in the morning and it's going to be below 60 and same day it's going to be above 90. That would be the one mm -hmm. that you, you said, but they changed the name to Weed Clear now. It's not Weed Be Gone anymore. Weed Clear. Okay, because no, I don't know how soon my husband is going to feel like doing it. Well, if, if he comes and shops here, we'll, we'll help him figure out what's the best one for when he's actually going to do it. If okay. at all, because if you procrastinate too long, then you can't use any of them. Yeah, and, yeah uh, you can't do anything, and you just have a yard of clover instead. Yeah. We have yeah. di different uh, uh, applications, con containers of those uh, weed-free zone, and uh, I, I'll use the, just a spray bottle because I've got a small, small uh, plots area. Of, uh, yeah, we've got, well, we live out in the country, so, it, you know, it's not fenced. It's just okay. land out in front of our house. So it's, it's a pretty good size. It's probably about like, oh, I don't know, maybe four size of your lot in town. Okay. So, so knowing that situation, you need to start using uh -huh. a pre-emergent herbicide twice a year. Because every time the wind blows, right. you get everybody else's weeds. Right, and now we're starting to get blue stem. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> definitely start using those pre-emergents. That'll cut down on how much you got to deal with as a post-emergent. Afterwards, okay. 
All right. I got you. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you for calling. You take care. Yeah, thanks. I like right. the name. Will is on the line at 210 we, we won't hold it against her. Yeah. <laughs> she spells it differently. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Will. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Just fine. Got a question for Trace. Ruby oh, crushed tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. next Tuesday or Wednesday. Maybe. What is it? Ruby, Ruby crush. crush. Oh. Is it just a, is it just hard getting them in? Not a big supply. Well, I'm going to blame this one on the growing operation, <laughs> which I shouldn't <laughs> I shouldn't have to do. Oh jeez! But yeah, uh, this bad. one is definitely uh, not on me. I, I'm not losing sleep yeah. over it. I'm finding other tomatoes that we're trying, but uh, hopefully, uh, if you call back on Tuesday or Wednesday, hopefully I will have a good answer for you. Okay, and if I can't get the ruby crush, a trace, uh, a substitute, something like uh, the ruby crush, a grape type, or a, would well, you recommend? Getting, getting any cherry right now is, I mean, if I had my druthers on small tomatoes, I would always pick the dwarf cherry surprise. But that's me. Dwarf cherry. Okay. BHN 968. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, whichever those two you can get. But there weren't any of those available for sure. So, okay been really hard to get tomatoes and even harder to get specifics like cherry tomatoes in yeah, the last yeah. 14 days anyway mm-hmm. yeah i know I, I was out there a couple of times i called two three times and it just seems like I, i'm either missing them or they're just not coming in so i thought i'd get a uh, prob- probably one. a little of both yes i agree i agree yeah we've got agree. we've got a place over here where you can put your tent up and so you're here <laughs> okay. for sure mm-hmm. right when they come uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, probably it put me to work though. Then that would be it wouldn't be so good. Yeah, I, I would definitely find a broom that fits your hand. <laughs> Thanks, Will. And, uh, one other thing, uh, Milton, can you give me an address? I can send you pictures of some blue bonnets. Oh, an email. Just yeah. Milton M I L T O N at K L U P dot com. K L P dot com. U P K L U P like the radio station. Okay. Dot com. Cool. We look forward Blue. to seeing them. Okay, right. thank you much. Thanks, man. Bye. All right, let's see if we can sneak one more in before we get caught up with the news. We have, uh, let's see, Ralph on the line. Hey, Ralph, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm great. Thank you so much. Hey, I'm so impressed with the mountain laurels that just kind of came out. When's the best time to uh, plant? Any time. Well, from, con- from container yeah. to ground, any time. Yeah. If you're going to try to dig one, I would try to talk you out of it, but it would need to be when it was cool. No, yeah, but so, if I'm burgers, y'all, I, 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 I buy, I buy them from mill. Okay, so we've got uh, five gallon on sale right now. It's a great time to plant okay. one. You just be careful when you're doing it because they're small. Uh, we do have a couple of really big ones that are like eight to ten feet tall, and I think uh, maybe one of a twenty-four inch box. All right, well, I'll come down there. Uh, y'all on 1604, right? Yes, sir. Road, yep. on the inside of the loop. Great. I'll be down Monday or Tuesday. Thank you. Thank you. Mon- we'll see you Monday then. they're on sale still, Tuesday oh, yeah. they're not. Come Monday. Oh, come Monday. Good yeah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're just, we're just saying. All right. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I don't think he's been here. The new customer. We should have yeah. said today. Oh, yeah. So he, 
you're still welcome to come today. You can come today. That that gives the, you the best the, the chance. Sa- the sale price is only good uh, through tomorrow, tomorrow night. Yeah. I guess he could call. Could he call and? He could call and pay for him. And yeah, yeah, that's doable. That may be your idea then. Uh, was it Ralphie? I think so. Was to uh, call, pay for him, and then they'll be waiting for you when you pull in, no matter what day it is next week. But call now, or did, or Monday. Did he say he was going to try to dig one? No, no. no. I, he was asking when to plant one, and I made the comment about oh container, no problem anytime. Yeah. But if you're going to dig one, it had to be when it's cool. Yeah. So. Trace, anything you want to bring up real quick, or because I got a a lot of color stuff coming out of yeah. Florida this week. Oh, good! And Peter has a load of house plants. What does that mean? Does that mean porter weed? And no, that's not Florida. You have uh, porter weed. Yeah, we yeah, have porter, porter weeds weed. from Florida. I got, I got porter that's the first here. thing Mary pointed out to yeah. him yesterday. Um, no, F- Florida is like uh, hibiscus and bougainvillea and mandevilla, chrysandras, all kinds of. Alamandas, all that tropical kind of stuff that uh, provides so much container color. Well, but porter, uh, porter weed is also grown in Florida and the, co- and the but we Caribbean. But we wouldn't bring it from Florida because it would be outrageously priced. It would be local. All right. We've got about 20 seconds left. We're going to take a break. 210-308-8867. Uh, give us a call. Or come on out here to Millburgers and enjoy the day. 1604 on Boulevardy Road, right back after this on the East. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, or come on by. We've had a lot of folks, uh, first-time people, willing to step up to the mic and do some... Uh, do some talking. That's been nice. So uh, uh, they, they all live through it. They're all, you know, they didn't look, you know, banged up or anything. So uh, you can feel pretty secure. How do you know? They might be behind the building. No. All I know is we all have the face for radio. Yeah, oh, we do. Hey. Uh, these people were much. <laughs> there we go. Al's on it now. All right. 210 8867. David Rodriguez is in next uh, Saturday from 10 so. to 11.30 talking about lawn care. Yeah, I believe it's grass 101. Yep. And so not, that'd be not good. the Colorado kind. No, no, no. <laughs> Does David talk about that? No. Okay. Maybe someday. If they make it legal, I bet you there's going to be a uh, I bet, Yeah, we'll be doing seminars. That'll be weird when we're announcing we've got transplants. Well, he did uh, w- the wine thing. I yeah. Yeah. Well, hops, a beer. I'm sorry. He did Not beer, wine. and I think he, he did. did oh, beer. He did he's wine, done wine. Too. and chickens. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for whiskey myself. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Believe it or not, <laughs> one of our uh, famous wildflower operations were was on the verge of uh, starting to make whiskey. And, uh, so, in other words, uh, I need to go to Fredericksburg and try this? Is that yeah. Well, it, it fell through. Oh. Oh. Hey, I got a text question. To, I got someone to text it a question. Uh, pecans that were black inside, Uh-oh. thinking it's scab disease. Oh. When should I treat with zinc fungicide, or what do you suggest? <laughs> are, they, are they black nuts dropping? It just says they're black inside. You know, well, that's there's, a terrible there's, there's no nuts right now. That's so a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. This is a the problem happened in the fall. Oh, it did. Okay, well, it had to have. Well, but that that then they can look at the uh, 
schedule, and uh, maybe maybe soon. Oh, you treat with zinc now soon? No, you get yeah. It'll be a little later. Is it a fungus? Well, they have to have it's leaves. Fungus. Is it fungus? Yeah. Okay. They, they oh, to, you got to have, have leaves for the zinc to do any good. Okay, so you could treat now if they have leaves. Otherwise, wait a little well, bit. Well, just follow the instructions. It's been a while since we've gotten in serious about what kind yeah. of what percentage uh it we need say. to know what percentage of nuts are affected that way why do we need to know that well sometimes sometimes all of them are not protected oh, oh so it's just and people a lot of people <laughs> we used to make a big deal out of case bearer pecan case bearer and things like that but uh the realization came to us after about 35 years <laughs> that uh <laughs> People can't, uh, homeowners can't spray uh, for case bear. It's a, it, it, uh, I'm hearing an Aggie joke. How about you, <laughs> the time to actually spray uh, them is uh, a week after Mother's Day. It's a, it's been historically that's when the case bear comes out. But the problem is. If we've had a had a good uh, year for pecans, and they've set a lot of nuts, yeah, uh, you actually want the case bear to thin them out. Oh, so you'll have a better quality nut. It's not a management of pecans is not a simple. No, is that right? Yeah, it's a pretty fascinating, but it is <laughs> not, it's difficult. If so, you want, if you want to get your neighbors. Uh, up in arms, just start get the big spray rig. Out yeah, there. Um, well, most people can't can't spray, no. and mo- most people that plant in in San uh, in the rocky hills of San Antonio, uh, it's hard to grow a, a good pecan tree because they need to tap deep tap roots, and uh, and they also need to be. Watered well, uh, preferably by a water source. Okay. You see all the pecans. Where do you see all the pecans growing around Texas? They're Mm -hmm. uh, on rivers or streams. Well, and dry dry creeks. Yeah. Yeah, dry creeks. And our old house was near uh, San Pedro Springs, so and yeah. I imagine it dug on, it got sent that root on down there until mm-hmm. it found the springs, and it was happy. Yeah, those springs are still down there. Yeah, and those pecan trees are still all over <laughs> San Pedro Park. Um, and the, uh, I always laughed when we, when we would get an r- extremely rainy spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, those springs, springs come would up. come up on, on San Pedro. Oh, they San would. Pedro. It was funny. I once went to a meeting over at Via. Uh, <laughs> and it was after a rainy season, and there's all this water flowing out of the, across the street into Via. And they were they were channeling it into drains and stuff like that because the springs had, yeah. had popped up again. Now this was quite a few years. There's ago. probably a reason they call it San Pedro Spring. There's probably is, but good for the springs. Yeah, yeah, I like seeing nature <laughs> fight back a little. I don't bit. think that's going to happen this year. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, have we got any tents of uh, rainfall coming? Uh, you want me to look on the weather? Okay. <laughs> Tuesday, something. Yeah, I Tuesday think. evening. Yesterday, no, yesterday no. was. T- no. Say no. 
Oh, why? Okay. I don't want. It's going to rain all at once, as long as it's at night. Yeah, it was. It was overnight. Okay, all right. Then I'm okay with it. <laughs> uh, let me look and see. And you want me to just lie to you if it's a... Uh... Yes, please. Okay. No. <laughs> Possible rainfall Tuesday, nowhere near 1604 on Road. Well, there you go, Trace. That's all right. Good. That, that makes me Let's good. see what it says. Monday night. Nope. Tuesday, cloudy. Tuesday night, there we go. Showers oh. and thunderstorms. All right. Likely, mainly after one AM. You're okay with that? I'm good with that. All right. Mostly All right. cloudy. I don't chance of precipitation is now sixty percent. All right. It was fifty percent yesterday. Hey, it may be as high as two tenths. <laughs> winds as high as thirty miles per hour. So does it's gonna be gusty. Does it give the amount? It, this one doesn't give the amount. That's weird. No, remember last week it was giving the amounts. They're actually smarter to do that. Okay. Well, it's the same website. They didn't. <laughs> maybe they heard you and said, you know Damn, what? Just don't even, give, don't even give Parsons the, the, the amount of <laughs> precipitation expected. Okay. All right. What else you Can got? Can I there? finish my Blackberry story? Oh, yet? I guess so. Because uh, last week. I've tried it three times. Last we recall, Jerry was coming up from the parking lot looking for his Blackberries. Look Kiowa. At, there you go. You remember Kiowa. There you go. And then. You're doing good. Thank you. That's all I remember. <laughs> and uh, uh, the Natchez, uh, thornless ones, are down there right by the Kiowa. And I, as I was coming up the hill, uh, I was noticing that the Natchez had very small leaves appearing. But the, the Kiowa, my favorite, the most productive berry we sell. Is was leaves from top to bottom, solid leaves. So it's actively growing now, which means that it's it's the true cow, and it's got a few thorns on it. But uh, that's a good blackberry if you want to try blackberries rather than. But but everybody says, oh, I want to get that thornless one. What a bunch of wimps we've raised. You well, know? What about the poor guy we had on blood thinners? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just look for the added protection. So the critters are much less likely to oh. go and get it a week or two before it's ready. <laughs> if it's got, it's got thorns. The thorns. Okay. Well, that, that situation uh, is the characteristic of, you know, when you're, when I tried the Natchez, that the, the problem I had was that it, each year it got a little slower to re to reproduce so pretty soon it got it, it got uh before it was having fruit it got later oh okay later and you know and the kiowa and brazos and all the rest of them were uh, consistently early in the year so they were able to have production but the the uh, thornless had, had problems keeping up uh, dealing with the weather. Yeah. Uh, Neil Sperry wrote Trace a, a, a little note oh, in the newsletter. Nice. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't uh, think he knew who I was. Uh, oh, yeah, he does. Uh, you'll see how this pertains to you, Charles. Okay. <laughs> uh, saving money with and with petunias. He said, when he was a younger man, young man, uh, there beside me were matching hanging baskets of wax begonias, the prettiest plants I'd ever seen. 
I paused for a moment, and the light bulb, a light bulb turned on. I guess he had one up his nose or something. Anyway, I could buy those two baskets for less total money than I could buy several smaller plants and pot them into my large pots. That's that's what Trace recommends a lot. We do have a lot of people. People are insta, into instant gratification. <laughs> they buy, they'll buy a hanging basket to avoid the extra work and to have yeah. something that looks like something right away. Yeah. But the greatest part of it all was that they would look great the moment I pre-potted them, no waiting for them to mature. They were already there. So he remembered his old trick when I, he saw baskets of petunias in garden center a week ago. Since petunias like cool weather, and since they play out in the heat. He got it right. <laughs> but we've got, hopefully, Laura Bu- pink Laura Bush coming. Now, I don't think, uh, which was actually developed in the heat and cold. Uh, you really need to get them going soon. Uh, choose a large, tasteful container, which we have a lot out here, that won't dry, draw attention away from your plants. Choose a potting soil, which is, we've got some on sale, light, lightweight, high in organic matter, and you might as well buy water-soluble fertilizer that you can apply with each irrigation. Petunias will bloom well until daytime highs run up into the 90s on a regular basis. Starting with a large hanging basket gives you a great head start on enjoying their color. So you know how Trace sometimes fusses at me for dividing plants and Telling people now, now I understand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> telling people that uh, you hey this. So new two plants you two together on the. <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, my Laura Bush are still still going, although they're a darker purple now. That's kind of interesting. Are you collecting the seed so that we don't lose it. Oh again? no, I could do that. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that seed was pretty bad of that on that. Laura Bush, purple. I'm hoping Uh-oh. it's going to be better with the pink. But how uh, do I collect the seeds? Do they have pods, or they will. Have yeah, they have little baby pods where okay. the blooms were, and they, each pod has a, a hundred seed or more. Ooh, wow! In it. Okay. So let let, let the pods they to come on there. They're green. They'll turn yellow as okay. they mature, and then they'll turn brown before their brown splits open and disperse the seed all over the place. Pick them when they're brown and put them in a paper bag. That (laughs) way when they pop, because they're still going to pop. Okay. Yeah. They're contained. Okay. Or if you want them in a different part of your lawn or a neighbor wants some, uh, you can just pull the plants up after they have some seed on them and the seed are or green to yellow, and uh, put them in that location. Just throw them out yeah. in that location. That's the way the old timers uh, used to. Was, yeah, he, was he advocating going and digging up somebody's petunias? And I don't playing? know. It sounded that way. <laughs> I think it was yours. You just dig up yours. Okay. I seem to recall though too. On was it 
was it Laura Bush that had the sticky leaves that when they pop they stuck to the leaves so you just do yeah, the stems yeah. out? Oh, all, all petunias have the sticky oh, okay. leaves. Okay. But that's the way we collected the seed uh, out of out of a large field. Okay. Is this we'd let them go to seed. Now, if you got Laura Bush and it blooms out and it has a lot of seed pods on it, after it produces seed pods, uh, the plant will, that that plant will die. I will uh, start to dec- decrease. So uh, Greg always uh, mentions to, if you want them to last through the summer, you have to tidy them up. In other words, you have to trim them back periodically to force new growth. If you just leave, leave them stand there and bloom, because they might be about like my old mama, as long as it got one bloom on there, I'm not cutting that back. Yeah. And, uh, it's awfully hard. Event- <laughs> yeah, it's so hard my mother wouldn't even do it. <laughs> but uh, it, it makes the plant, less, like uh, Laura Bush, uh, last a lot longer if you we trim got, it back periodically. Got Elizabeth on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? Thank you. Very well. Yesterday at the close of your show, you were talking to a lady who was afraid of losing a big tree they had when they were going to pour a patio or something to that effect. Right, right. And uh, Calvin said something about property, you know, big trees valued to property. On my property about two weeks ago, a huge heritage oak split. Somebody, somebody some time in the past told me it was at least over 250 years old for no wow. it was not a windy not a windy evening or anything but it split halfway up the main trunk it split it was a fork and it split the fork that broke off just twisted off and that fork had two forks on its own anyway it uh, it really has been a special accent on our property anyway and I wanted to know to whom would I speak other than insurance people about the value of that oak to our property? And uh, the man who comes on from time to time talks with y'all that had something to do with forestry. Oh, Mark and Peterson. Was, yeah. And now, I was wondering. Now, did that strip uh, from the top to the bottom, uh, was did it shed its bark? In other words, did it could could you see the underneath the bark from, uh, on that strip where that strip was? Well, it wasn't a strip. It was a great, great big patch just, that just broke off. And when it, you can't see where it ended. It was not like a lightning strike. Yeah, that's what but I thought that, it might be a lightning no. strike. Well, that's what we thought at first, because in the interior, the core of that part that stripped off, there's some black material. And first mm. I thought maybe it was lightning, but I talked to one of the prominent um, art barbers here in town, and he said, no, that would not be anyway. Into in that interior, there's black material that almost looks like black burnt something or other. It's tissue. It's layers. 
very, very unusual. Everybody who's looked at it said, never seen anything like this. Anyway, uh, I was just wondering, I haven't called the insurance company because I didn't want to sound like I was money hungry or anything. But when, when Calvin mentioned the value to personal property, you know, I thought, yes, this is going to change a lot for us here. You know, just the value. Oh, of yeah. <clears throat> a tree that old. Yes. It's, it's well, huge. Well, well, who, is, who is that arborist you mentioned? I hate, uh, David Vaughn. David, David Vaughn. Vaughn. Oh. oh, yeah, David. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. He, he gave me a lot of information, and I was happy to learn that it was not a fire. He said there are many things that could cause an interior situation like that, you know. Right, right. And what, what I'm going to do, it took off about uh, almost half of the canopy of this huge, huge heritage oak. And I, it, it fell... And it's just—it's not attached to the main trunk anymore, but I'm going to let it just lie there and be a part of the habitat, natural landscape as time goes by. But I wanted every leaf that was on that to fall on the ground right where it fell to put back all the elements or enzymes or whatever, you know, off those leaves. And then in six months or so, then I will allow someone to trim back some of the smaller branches. But the main part that fell, it also branched to to two branches, and then those again did. So it will be a beautiful sculpture, you know, in in the landscape. And we're in kind of a rural area, so it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. and then uh, it is that what is, is that what David said? Do uh, he he just he didn't really give me any idea about what to do. He thought what I had said was good, you know, because this is what I thought. We've just loved that tree since we've lived here. Since well, what Jerry is suggesting that if you've got a relationship with David, he's he's a, a top notch. Um, yeah, one, of, one or, of the best. Yeah, in San Antonio. Yeah. So he. Well, uh, if you can if you can enlist his help, that would be good, along with your insurance. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, I I didn't want to call somebody to come out because it sounds like it's kind of sentimental value, you know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. so so anyway, uh, I didn't I didn't ask him about the value to the property, but he thought just leaving it was a good idea. One thing he did ask, had I sprayed that wound, which is probably four or five feet long and maybe two feet wide, you know, but I didn't know the thing had broken off until the next day when the neighbor called and said she heard the crash about 10 o'clock at night, and it was not a windy night. Hmm. How many you days know, so has it been since you since it's the been breaking? Two, it's been two weeks, so it's too oh. late to spray spray anything and I had mentioned that to David but he didn't say anything about that so so anyway the man who is a forestry service for y'all who comes on from time to time who has kind of a deep voice he filled in for Calvin I think he was with the forestry service (laughs) 
But right right now he's uh, one of the con- conservation officials with the San Antonio, San Antonio water system. So he I, we can we kind of take advantage of his knowledge. Yeah. But, oh. But, but, he, but he but he, he would, yeah he would probably would not be appropriate for that. To call yeah, yeah. or know anything about the value oh, yeah. you know, of a tree, how you would value a tree, you know, like this. Well, he would. But anyway, know, he might know that. Yeah, would Mr. Vaughn be able? Yeah, to? David oh, gosh, should be yeah, able to. David do that. Yeah, I think you. I think you're. You got a good person to help you right already, in terms to, of that. Sounds like it. To, to ask him about what the value would be yeah, to property. I, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure David has testified. Both Jerry and I, I have tes- right. testified uh, in those kind of hearings on value, on the value. Okay. Well, maybe right. I ought to go ahead and call the insurance company and get them to come and just take a look at it because it's such an unusual situation, the way the limb twisted as it fell, you know. Yeah. So, right. anyway. Sounds like you got a plan. Okay, that's good. Then I'll think about it and maybe call the insurance company and find out what okay, okay. or look at my policy. So, okay. Thanks, okay. Elizabeth. Thank you, you t- very much. You t- hope Bye. it turns out well. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We got to take a break. Be back in a moment. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on nine thirty a.m. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We've talked a lot about uh, watering today and uh, made me think of the tree hugger sprinklers that Millburgers now carries uh, here in San Antonio. It's a product out of Houston. Uh, it's been in Houston for a while, and now it's in San Antonio here at Millburgers. And uh, what you would do, it's a it's a green plastic. It opens up, so uh, it kind of looks like, like a jaw, and you wrap it around. You hug you the go. tree with it at the base and then there's a little valve and you can set the water to be really low so it just goes right there so maybe it's freshly planted or if you're trying to water around the drip line you can set it higher and it'll sprinkle around that so it's real efficient and real effective in fact uh, tree hugger one the uh, best new product uh, at the uh, national hardware show the pinnacle award uh, and they're very proud of that as well they should be and it's a neat idea if you go to tree hugger sprinklers treehuggersprinklers.com, you'll see it. There are three different sizes to choose from. Millburgers has all three, the 7-inch, the 11-inch, and the 15-inch. And uh, I think while we've been talking about it, I think I'm going to go do it around our knockout rows to make sure that... Uh, I know. Wow. But I'm not going to wait till tomorrow during our proper watering day. Knockout <laughs> so. rows, even the 21-inch, it'll be tough to get around that. No, it's got it. This is, oh, me, is, this this is me we're one? talking about. No, uh, <laughs> this is very small. The seven inch will be just fine. It grew backwards from yeah. the nursery. Yeah, so you're not fitting it over. You're going to the base, opening yeah. it up, closing it around it, and then using That's it. That's a great idea. Yeah. Treehuggersprinklers.com, and it's available here at Millburgers and other fine nurseries, but right now just Millburgers. All right, 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. All right, y'all talk for a second. I'll be right back. Okay. We will. We'll talk about you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was looking at uh, the citrus trees uh, that uh, we got here, 
and I was talking to uh, Dr. Stein, Larry Stein, and uh, they had they lost almost all the citrus trees we had that planted in Uvalde to evaluate for cold temperatures. Really? But the neat thing is... <laughs> they gathered a lot of information. Yeah, huh? yeah. Dead. They had, had to pay over $1,000 to get the trees removed. Wow. You know, ground up and uh-huh. cut down. They were b- big trees. The original ones were 20 feet tall, 30 feet tall, full of oranges every year. But anyway, uh, he, he was evaluating. I was asking him, did any of Mr. Moy's cross uh, make, make it? And he said, uh, all of them burnt back. Some of them got killed. But the one that burnt back and took the coal the best was uh, Arctic Frost. Was it? So that was well named. Uh-huh. You know, we... we Mr. Moore didn't name it Arctic Frost. I saw what he named it the other day, while Bountiful or something like that. But anyway, uh, uh, it just it had uh, it had the top frozen back a little bit, but it's come back. And I think he said we had a, had three different lemon crosses out there, and I think he said one of those made it through. Really? Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. See why? Which yeah. one? Well, why? you remember we? I brought you some lemons from out there. Yeah. And you said your wife, your wife figured out that uh, they don't make. Uh, uh, you can't use the skin of those lemons. Essence, yeah. Uh, Was s- it the zest? Zest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember because the first time somebody, uh, that lady in Tennessee, told me. That she added zest to her. You thought it was the soap pie? Yeah, I said, "What the hell are you doing with putting soap in there?" She didn't know. I didn't know. But anyway, uh, so that's encouraging. Uh, but that is also the one that has uh, some little thorns on it. Yeah. And I was wondering if that guy called what two or three times. Th- two or three uh, callers back, he said it had thorns and it never had fruit. Uh, if that's if that's the true... Uh, uh, Arctic frost. Arctic frost. Mine, then, ha- mine then had you, thorns. You need yeah. to keep it. Yeah, mine had thorns. Do it you, was, you has yours had fruit? Uh, it did, but it didn't, didn't uh, After make the fruit. it through. Yeah. yeah. But... Uh, yeah, it it was. Uh, it survived. No. Oh, it didn't. Didn't okay. survive. But uh, it, yeah, it had it had uh, ice and it was a. I was trying to remember if it was the if it was one that uh, was uh, driven to have fruit. <laughs> but uh, I was thinking that maybe uh, I also had uh, that uh, vari- that selection that was. I want to call it bountiful, but uh, mm. the, the one the one that Changchow? No, the the one that uh, Ar- uh, had it was Ar- lo- loaded with fruit. You couldn't. You, oh, mean, bumper. Bumper. Yeah. Bumper. Bumper. Yeah. Oh, I was looking at bumper out at the botanical garden the other day. Okay, we can't 
We're going to need to stop talking about melting his back. Uh, that's good because it was <laughs> such a boring time. You weren't listening in there, were you, man? Yeah. Apparently uh, my nickname uh, is Bumper. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, the original Bumper has bit the dust. It's only no. only preserved in pictures. And I'm, I'm glad that because that's the voluminous and uh, the most productive uh, citrus, I think, that Mr. Moore came out with. Mm. But it wasn't as cold-hardy as uh, orange yeah. frost and arctic frost. Still sad. <laughs> but we uh, they're producing it. I mean, they're producing the plant, but uh, the original tree is not gone. Not gone. All of the, like I was telling you, bamboo is taking over the whole yeah whole orchard that he had out there at botanical garden uh which you know the now that i looked uh and the, the uh loquat is you know the big big fruited loquat the main plant is still there mm. it's surrounded and then penetrated by uh, bamboo though yeah at yeah. our house where we have bamboo the two fought each other. <laughs> hey, we got Chaz on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Chaz, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. What's going on? I have a question about some crepe myrtles. Is it too late to cut them back? They're kind of leggy. Oh. Uh, leggy? Do you know which one it is? Is it white? All I know is they're pink. They're pink. That's all I know. Oh, it's pink. So is it is it too big for the site? When you say leggy, what's that mean? Is it? Well, they're, they're I, I want them to not get up to the electrical lines. Now they're <laughs> not there yet, but I don't want them to, to get that far. So I can wait till next year if it's too late to trim them. I just want to know what's optimum. No, it's not too late to trim them as long as Neil Sperry and uh, Greg Grad don't find out that you're trimming them. But, uh, but but he's yeah he's he's faced. It sounds like he's faced with having one of the lar- larger ones yeah. under electrical wire. Pink, maybe bashing yeah. party pink. Now are there a lot of them, or is it, is it reasonable? Oh, I you know what? Now that you mentioned, I've never just stood there and counted them. I'd say seven or eight in a row. Wow. Yeah. Because you know but, one of the, the one of the things we. One of the neat things about crepe myrtles are you can find the the right size for the right situation, so you don't have sure. to cut them back. But that ship has yeah. sailed, Cal. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they were they were there when I showed up. Uh huh. Okay, if you if you won't tell anybody, tell <laughs> <laughs> you can you can go ahead and cut them back. But what I would do, rather than just hedging them. Dead, you know, from the top. Sure. Take the large, take the largest branches, you know, the highest branches. Cut, prune them like you would uh, Nandina. Okay. And uh, take the highest branches and cut them back in half. Okay. All right. And then, and then take the next, <laughs> next largest branch and cut it in half. Okay. And they uh, they haven't leafed out yet, have they, or have they? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but just just don't tell anybody that I told you to do that. Not well, hard I, to avoid. 
not a, no. not a prime topic of a conversation. No, yeah, it it won't it won't at all kill the plant. In okay. fact, uh, Greg tells me that you can uh, take a, a medium height crepe myrtle, and you want a bush crepe myrtle, you can just cut that sucker to the ground every year. Hmm. Huh? And it'll it'll come out of it. It'll grow out of it. Will you have any blooms? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I saw a, a person in uh, uh, this uh, subdivision right over here, uh, close to the, the nursery, cut a had a natchez, and that was the prettiest thing you ever saw. Uh, white, beautiful uh -huh. white. But uh, his got too tall, and yeah. uh, he cut that sucker down to below level of, of privacy fence. It was wow. all close to that uh, utility line, like you said. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he cut that sucker down, and of course I was taking pictures thinking, that thing's not going to come back. No. In a year, you couldn't tell he'd cut it back. Huh. Well, when I'll, we I'll be darned. Yeah. We had those big freezes, uh, a lot of yeah. Natchez yeah. and some of the other really large, sure. large ones uh, froze right to the ground. Yeah. And they yeah. Uh, came back. Yeah. What was that parse, yeah. uh, the, uh, one of the one that really was large with the pink flowers, that that bloomed that same year. Oh, yeah. It was huge. I'll be darned. That's amazing. All right. All right. Good luck. As a second note, could I ask, will a giant elephant ear do okay in Texas soil? Or does With it need a what? To have a Giant elephant, elephant ear do well in Texas soil. <laughs> well, um, if you put them in a shaded area, and if you yeah. amend the soil with a lot of sphagnum peat, uh, okay. and get new get a new get new bulbs every year. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you're saying that they're, they're not they're, they're not perennial or annual? No, they're not perennial. Uh, what will happen is, if we don't have a hard cold freeze, uh, they'll come back, but the leaves will be smaller. Yeah, it'll That's, be uh, Millburgers, <laughs> I don't know when he gets those in, but they have some of the largest bulbs uh, I've ever seen. So uh, uh, keep listening, and we'll uh, tell you when he... He wouldn't have already got those in, would he? I wouldn't think so. Unless the marketing has been a problem. Thank you, Chaz. Do I have time for one more quickie? No, we got to get somebody here at the nursery. Can you can you give us Done. a yell next week? Done. Okay. Have a great afternoon. Thanks, ma'am. Thanks. All right. Can we ask your question on the air? Come on up. Yeah, grab that microphone. You'll be on the air, and these guys will be able to hear you. What's going on? I have lots of questions. Uh-oh last winter the snow but none of my lantanas came back and they've been growing in the same bed for 10 years and they all died out lantanas? Lantana. Lantana. oh yes. lantana yeah and then i've got some other shrub i don't know what it is just a decorative shrub but it's just it's not real decorative dying. right now no and i just thought well it's going to come back from the freeze eventually and it really hasn't well has, has the lantana had any sprouts no none at all and usually by now they do i know that so when i went to like see if any of the stem was green the whole root just pulled up and it oh. looks like the root looks kind of weird and yeah strange so 
all the plants on this flower bed are just dying, and I don't know why. Is there a fungus or? Well, they wouldn't. They wouldn't all be affected by the same fungus. Um, you don't. You don't know what this this shrub is. I no, I don't know. It was built. Got no, it was shine, put in ten years evergreen, ago. Evergreen. Got shiny leaves. Um, pass it to Jerry. Yeah. Here's here's what the leaves look like from that same plant. But every right. plant in that flower bed is dying, and I think the rose bushes are dying too. They don't look so good. Really? What, uh, what's the water situation? It's not soggy no. there, is it? No, not really. And it's on, I mean, the sprinkler system, but since we're down to one day a week, it's, we just water it for about 12 minutes a day. I mean, 12 minutes once a week. Is this a shrub? Yes, it's a shrub. Mm -hmm. That looks like Indian hawthorn. Could be. Oh, maybe that's it. Well, let's this, see this while y'all. This, this, yeah, that's Indian hawthorn. This looks like a root, root rot. And that's a lantan from the lantana. But it only gets watered, like I said, 12 minutes once a week. Yeah, well, but <laughs> if, if, the, if it's not draining well, uh, that, that may be enough. But they've been there for 10 years. You but think the thing, still the, the something not making nothing, it not nothing has changed. Mm -mm. Nope. How tall were they? Um, when they grew, the <laughs> they were pretty big, like I don't know, two two feet. Oh, two, two feet, feet, two feet. I don't know about how tall. Let's see. Well, let's do this. While y'all keep talking, we're going to take a break, okay? So y'all keep talking. Okay. Back in a moment, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. This That's is Millburgers Gardening South Texas on the answer. Smoking, drinking. Never thinking of tomorrow. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Calvin, you can keep talking to her, and then we'll we'll talk to Marty uh, right now at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Marty. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How you doing today? Yep. Marty, you there? Oh, we lost you, Marty. Oh, no. Call us back. That's so sad. All right, 210-308-8867. I do. Anyway, I was talking about citrus a while ago. And uh, like I say, they're, they're for sale for forty nine ninety nine and up. Okay. The and up means uh, if they're on a, a flying dragon rootstock. Oh, okay. And uh, that that price is a, the same price that that used to be charged when we first put Satsumas on the market. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, where they were mainly produced by Aldridge Nursery out uh, south of town, southwest of town. And... Uh, they were fairly expensive because they were they were the only ones at that time producing the satsumas. The valley wouldn't produce satsumas because they grow the, the oranges and oh, okay. good grapefruit and things like that down there, and they consider satsumas to be an inferior plant, uh, inferior yeah. citrus. Okay. The Louisiana substitute. Or yeah. <laughs> 
Well, everything uh, in Louisiana is a little. Uh, hey, 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 hey. You know. <laughs> but anyway, that uh, that price caught my caught my eye because of the first citrus we put on the market was a uh, was was sold at that particular price if you could if you were lucky enough to get any <coughs> uh the, the supply was uh very from year to year but uh, also uh we would encourage people to uh i imagine that uh Melberg premium lawn and garden fertilizer 1959 or 1959 for you older people. <laughs> uh, uh, 50% slow release nitrogen, 4% iron, 12% sulfur. And uh, it's great for everything. Everything that you grow. And uh, it, the neat thing about it is uh, it's it's not as good as Osmocote <coughs> as far as burning plants. But it's real hard to over fertilize with 1959. But people <laughs> what, talk about a, what did, what did you recommend? A cup per 100 square feet? Uh, uh, ten cups per ten 100 cups per 100 square feet. And, and about number eight cup, they get tired of it, start throwing fertilizer everywhere. And uh, <laughs> works fine. Uh, and effective. Yeah, yeah, because only 50% of it, the reason you can over-fertilize, so to speak, is 50% uh, of it is slow release. So <laughs> a lot of people fertilize till the ground's white. Uh, you know, you, they don't worry about 10 cups per 100 square feet and uh, don't even know how to measure off 100 square feet. So they just get a bag and throw it out there. Now the reason that it's on sale regularly forty nine ninety nine. Bring a fifty dollar bill, yeah. okay? Uh, <coughs> on sale for forty four eighty eight. Now you see that's not much saving, but fertilizer is, has gone up in price tremendously, and they tell me there's a short supply of it this year. So I don't. I'm sure Trace uh, and Milberger has plenty of fertilizer, but be, better be safe than uh, sorry because the you can use this fertilizer all through the through the year, all through, uh, and as long as you keep it in a dry place in the garage or something. Yeah, and you use it for the lawn. You use it yeah. for the flowers yeah. and for the vegetables. It trees. Says, it says great for all southern lawns, trees, shrubs, vegetable, and flower garden. And uh, some of you will remember, Trace can remember, back in the old days, they they would put the different uh, plants that you wanted to put it on on the bag on the, on the bag of product. Like rose food and azalea food and uh, <laughs> or er, anything you wanted to grow, they would put it on a bag. And uh, I guess it. I guess it's sold. I know it's sold because people that didn't know about fertilizer 
would buy it for the picture on the back on the back. Uh, they wouldn't have to think about shoes that right analysis and on and on and on. But when 1959 came available, uh, it came it came on the market and had 50% slow release nitrogen. Uh, that did away with all those need the need for people to know what plant they were going to put it on. You can put it on every plant. Sylvia is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hi, Sylvia. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Hi. Oh, I'm doing okay, Milton. Um, I, I had an uh, orchid tree um, just about a little over a year ago, and, of course, you know, that hard trees we had, I lost it. Um, does Jerry know or Trace knows when if if y'all gonna get any any more of those trees? We can ask him, but yeah, and Trace oh. unfortunately isn't here right now. So what, uh, no, what kind of tree oh. was? Or- orchid tree. Well, it's oh. an orchid. Well, you know, because it looks like it's a uh, um, it's a uh, pink and white uh, or shades of green. They have a huge one, but you know, I guess when they opened that nursery, that's why it's so big. You know. And I did have one. It was doing just fine, of course, until that we had the snow and that ice and everything. So I lost it. I was gonna. I called yesterday at the nursery, but um, they, 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 they didn't even know what I was talking about. Yo. <laughs> no. Cause yeah. I, 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 uh, think, <laughs> I think it's called a Hong Kong tree too. And then there's a different well, different well, name. A Hong Kong orchid tree has got purple blooms. And, purple. Uh, it's a tree. But now the, there's, right, one, yeah. there's one you're talking about with those uh, pink and uh, pink and white. The, yeah, pink and white bloom. It used to uh-huh. be my fa- is my favorite. The first time I saw it and fell in love with it, it was down at uh, uh, Laredo, growing in Willie Gentry's uh, nursery down there, Gentry's Garden Center, and uh, he had it in a kind of a a protected area, and that thing, uh, I'd go down there and give talks, it would be full of blooms and full of butterflies and stuff. I oh, mean, and bees yeah. and everything. Right. So, uh, I, I, I fell in love with that thing. Now, we, the, uh, my my group uh, <laughs> uh, produced some, produced quite a few of those. And we would have them at uh, GVST sales around town, but uh, we kept it. We kept the mother plants. I had about five or six in the greenhouse, in a greenhouse, and uh, so mm-hmm. they wouldn't freeze. But uh, so because it was cold susceptible, more more so than anything else. The uh, oh. Hong Kong orchid tree that you mentioned, uh, it there there's been several there's several around town, and uh, it it uh, freezes to the ground every year, but it comes back from the root, but it doesn't bloom that year. Oh, and, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I did I did lose it. I mean, I lost it completely when we. Because I only had it in the ground, I guess, three or four months before we had that hard freeze, or maybe six months. And it had blooms, and it was going to have more blooms, but 
like I said, I lost it. Yeah, we'll ask for you. We we got to run, Sylvia. I'm sorry, we're out of time. Oh, okay. We'll okay, ask and okay, announce thanks. it next okay. week. All right, we'll say okay. goodbye for today. Thanks to everybody for listening and being a part of the show. Thanks. Are to you going to remember? Yeah, he's going to remember. Yeah, I'll remember. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry will remember. Yeah. <laughs> Did I finish the Two times zero. Yeah, Did no, no. Go ahead and finish it. Up, oh, we're out of time on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.